0: Anger issues don't get cured, but anger can get better. And anger serves a valid purpose because it sends signals, electrochemical signals, uh, to other people that, look, you're getting angry. Why would that be important? Because you're important to me as a a social thermometer, so I understand that either my behavior is out of control, your behavior is out of control, or whatever is going on right now isn't going to help the tribe. And we don't want to waste calories on anything that's not survival-oriented. So when somebody acts up in a bar and you get pissed and, and your significant other says, no, just let it go, and you're getting angry and you want to step up and say something, that's society, Brian. That's how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to let that, hey, calm it down. Welcome
1: to the Left to Podcast. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I'm Brian Maron, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of Greg show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check the episode details. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Today we are talking about a term called duty to intervene. Although this concept is typically discussed in a law enforcement setting, it applies at a much larger scale than most people realize and actually applies in every social setting that you're in. Rather than doing the typical Monday morning quarterback commentary that you see after a story or video hits the news, we chose to focus on the sociological and psychological reasons why humans are prone to color outside the lines. We also give some examples of how you can prevent inappropriate behavior by intervening sooner and applying legal precedent to the situation, rather than a subjective interpretation of your organization's policies. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends about it. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right. Well, if you're ready to get started, Greg, let's go ahead and I am. and let's just jump right into today. Um welcome everyone listening. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Uh thanks for those of you who have been sharing episodes with friends. We do appreciate it and those of you who have been reaching out. Um yes. today we are going to be talking about what is commonly referred to as duty to intervene. And I know you kind of probably to talk about some of this, at least from from a from a police perspective, but I I'm gonna try and take a more more general approach of of what we mean by duty to intervene. So um uh, I, I think first off, we start by, by by sort of defining what we mean by duty to intervene, and what we mean, sort of, sort of in a in a in one well, it's what's typically mean in a police sense is that when an yeah. officer sees someone, another officer, a fellow you know officer doing something that may not fall in line with policies and procedures, whether it's illegal, immoral, and, and unethical, or just something that violates policy procedures, you have a duty to do something or say something and intervene, even physically if necessary, right? And and this this is you know all kinds of different organizations have this you know where we have a, a, an ethos some some values or core values where we right. try to hold each other to a standard and you know you want to create a lot of like a lot of businesses want to create sort of a culture of that where you're allowed to express and tell your supervisor hey wait a minute that's wrong aren't we supposed to do it this way or your co-worker and <laughs> this is something that obviously we, I mean, you teach your kids to do that, right. You teach your kids to stand up, you know, for, for other kids who are being bullied or to say when something's wrong or not let one of your friends get, I mean, it's something you just want to have I- I- in life, but it's, it's a lot more complicated than, than much more than complex think. than people make it. Yeah, And it's way more difficult than people realize it's easy. I mean, just go on YouTube and see all these, you know, big accounts that just bash people doing shit in videos. And it's like, well, why didn't they just do this? Or I would have done that. And once again, that's when I give the go F yourself. No, you wouldn't have, if you were in that position, you probably would have done the same thing.
0: Right. Right. You you can opine, but the the reality of the situation is going to be much different.
1: So so there's, psychological and sociological Mm -hmm. physiological factors and all this right there's where you fit in there's being a new person at an agency or 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 you know company versus being there for a while it's being highly experienced being less experienced there's a lot of factors that come into play on why people don't say things when they should but my thing is you know when you see some sort of egregious video where it's obvious mm-hmm. that someone's so far out of line that you would never do something like that. Okay, that's probably true, but it usually didn't start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it usually started way before that. And and we don't, it's hard. It's hard for me to say to you, Greg, when we're doing something going, ah, man, like, you, Greg, like you, you sure, you know, we should have another round of bourbons here. Right. Or, right. Or right, in, you know? right, <laughs> you know? right. Like it's, well, it's, you've never said that to me <laughs> No, so a, a, because
0: that's everybody a, knows that's, inc- that's, you know, the, that's, that's the problem. Uh, that's right. the
1: problem with that one. But, uh, but, but, it, you know, and especially when it's a loved one, a close friend, someone we yes, work with course. to sit there and, and see somebody, somebody respected small. a leader. And and we always use the, the, the phrase and it's a good one to know is, you know, what you what you walk past is what you're willing to accept. And that's difficult to swallow, because even personally, like, I, I mean, when I set something down and I don't put it away and it's sitting out there. After a matter of time, it just stays sitting out there for for a while and I don't ever put it away. You know what I mean? Like, because I see it and I go, oh, that really bothers me. But I keep walking past it. Like, uh, I got to unpack that and I got to put that in the garage and that over here. Well, it's fine where it's at right now. (laughs) Well, then like three months later, you're like, I really should get on top of that. Right. But, But that's what happens. But in the situations where we're talking about now um, people's behavior will continue to do that. Like they, they're going to continue to push boundaries or do things, uh, if they're not held accountable, um, you know, they're, they're going to continue to escalate sometimes. And, and why we always try to, you know, do that early intervention strategy is because the sooner you intervene on something, you know, the more likely they're to correct their behavior or the less likely it's going to spiral out or, or, or the less likely they're going to get in trouble for something. Right. Mm. Me just saying, Hey, Greg, I don't, I Don't know if we should go do that. Uh, why don't we go this way? it's very different than waiting till we're in the middle of a situation and going, Hey Greg, what you're doing is now illegal. It's like, well, f- oh shit, you know, that escalated quickly. If you'd said right. something back there, maybe it wouldn't have escalated to this point. So that's yep. kind of the general thing we want to talk about. And and you know. Lot, lot, a lot to get into. So I'll let you start because then I want to kind of pose some questions to you from your yeah. experience in law enforcement. Um, oh, thanks. And it, well, I and, and again, these are these are these are sort of I, I could have fielded
0: the bourbon questions. Brian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they, <laughs> They, these here are subject. They, these are subjective experiences. Everyone has something where yeah. they can look back and said, "Man, I probably should have said something back here." Or you've been in that situation where it's sort of that that almost that moral test, but it's not always obvious. Is the thing know. right? So, the, the obvious ones are yeah. easy, right? Uh, it, it's it's and the ones we don't that are about them, right? Yeah, it's and that we gray don't read area. About them. Yeah, that they aren't
0: so obvious that get difficult. Well, let let me try to show the magnitude of the problem. Uh, I'll give you two parallels, okay? So the first one, uh, I'll depose you. Uh, The the term ROE means something to you. It's meaningful in some way. Can you tell me what those letters are? Uh, Rules of engagement. Okay. And those rules are rigid standards of use of force. Is that true?
1: It's a – yes, it's, it's yes. a standard of how you're supposed to apply They can change based on the situation. Well, no, no, but no, you, I, I, yeah, ask,
0: yeah, Ask an answer. So, Sorry, yes, you said rigid, a rigid, but yes. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. But they are a rigid standard, right? Now, you said it, and I'll go there, Your Honor, but with this witness. Uh, they do change from engagement to engagement and from uh, district to district and from uh, yes. mission to mission. Absolutely. Okay. Give me an example of how one might view an ROE one day and then have somebody come in and brief you on a change. How how might that rule of engagement change from one venue to another?
1: Well, you're you are you like you just said you're going to get some sort of brief or some sort of explanation of why it changed or what particular manner it changed. So maybe mm-hmm. it was Hey, we're no longer you are no longer allowed to fire any type of warning shot. Where before it was, hey, you know this is a checkpoint. You are allowed to, if they don't stop at this point, you know you can fire a round either in front of or at the hood of the view, Which warning shots are the dumbest things ever? Don't ever do them. But right, but but you know you check off a firefight like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah, that that, uh, you're you're allowed certain, and then that could change. You can say, hey, we're no longer doing that. That's not that that's no longer the the risk of, of 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 something going wrong. There is no longer worth the benefit of doing that, so that's okay. where we're not going to do that anymore. Or it changes to, "Hey, absolutely, no one comes past this point. Not yes. only is, is it a warning shot, but you are allowed to engage because the 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 threat level of the situation has completely changed." But yeah. like have you, you said, it's brief.
0: Have you, in your experience as a subject matter expert, ever? And your honor, I would swear, him in as a
1: subject matter expert, before I ask this to you guys. And you know, uh, I would but, never testify. I would invoke my Fifth Amendment right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but to answer this question on podcast, which is a lesser yeah. standard, um, <laughs> have you ever received ever a rule of engagement that said you cannot fire uh, back upon somebody unless you're fired upon? So they have yeah, to initiate yes. the action.
1: Yes, That's that's a that's something that's not un- uncommon even. Yeah. So
0: so it's would it be a stretch to say that that's a common thing? Yes. Okay. So
1: the idea is... Oh, I'm sorry. Is, no, it's, it, it wouldn't be it, a stretch. It's not a stretch. Yeah, it's not a stretch. yeah. But, but the, the
0: idea is in all the times you've gone into combat zones, you've received a briefing on a rule of engagement. Yes. It was a rigid standard. It laid out all of the situations that they anticipated that you would get into. And there were extremes where you could shoot at anybody at any time in any situation. There were extremes that went the other way, and I'm taking a liberal license here, that said you can't shoot until you were shot upon. The difference between a rule of engagement and the law is the law can't change as quickly as a rule of engagement. So our laws and our amendments in the Constitution takes an awfully long time to change. So what we've done is we've built in arbiters of justice that look at your actions at that time and at that place, putting themselves in your shoes and saying – what is the reasonable standard? Now I'll go back to you with an ROE. If you violated an ROE, you would be arrested or brought up on charges, yet they wouldn't convict you of anything unless they did what? Unless they conducted an investigation. investigation and right. you could say, in this instance, I had to violate the rule of engagement.
1: Based okay? on the totality and exactly. circumstances of, of so, what so that the, specific situation was. Right.
0: So, Brian, a long way around the tent, but what I'm
1: trying to say is,
0: folks, before you go and say this is egregious. You got to take a look at the big picture. So why do we then have these videos? So Brian is going to set up in the, in the podcast notes, a number of different scenarios and you'll get to watch the videos. Well, the videos you're going to watch are the most outlandish, the most out of control videos you've ever seen. I would say that use of force, a force encounter and a duty to intervene probably comes up thousands of times a day Maybe 100,000 times a day, and you never, ever hear about it. Why? Because most of them are interactions that are lower scale. Hey, Tommy, uh, don't double dip with your nacho chip into the sauce. Okay. Uh, uh, Billy, don't go back in there and take the white out. I don't even know if they use white out anymore. in the typewriter ribbons, you know, that's for company use only. You can't take them home. Those types of situations happen outside ex parte law enforcement, out of the courts, out of the corrections all the time. You do it with your kids, don't you? When your right. kid colors outside the line, you bring them back in. Yep. So almost every rule of engagement, almost every uh, uh, duty to intervene, those types of situations happen in society and are straightened out by the people that are closest. So there's two point standard that I always put to something if it's going to fail. And I sent you this in a a text about something different just a couple of days ago. The two things that I see failing all the time are leadership and training. Why, Why do I say that? Because what happens is we want these things to be a standard but if you're not briefing it and not rehearsing it and not training to a standard, Brian, it's impossible to well, expect that, and, and
1: almost as impossible to enforce. That, right? That's that's what we see with it. This is one of those things where it's like, yeah, we have we have a policy for that. Right. OK, and mm-hmm. this is what our policy is. And everyone read it and sign it. OK, great. You know, the yep. policy. I can no, show you f- your signature. No, you fucking don't. That right. doesn't. It's those discussions of what would that look like? How? Yes. How? Not just because otherwise it's oh let's uh well hey let's just go do your do your do your online duty to intervene training there you go That's it. when in this situation you must take into account all of the fa- it's that fucking bullshit that no it's one everyone, everyone, everyone clicks thing. through anyway and so it, but and this is one of those things that that really can be done in those discussions to say okay yes. given this set of circumstances if this were to occur what would you do it how would you handle it but but then Show me, explain to me what you would say to the person who was doing that in the moment. Because now that gives me some file folders, that gives me some way to do it. Because this was, this is my, I I guess I kind of posed you sort of my first general question, and, and you can get to it however you want to get to it. But, but, you know, a lot of people will look at these different situations and say, oh, that's, you know, moral cowardice. You know, you have to stand up for what's right. Or or they'll do that. well, you know, they kind of fall into peer pressure and that can happen. And, and you know, my sort of question on this is based on sort of your law enforcement experience, because that yeah. kind of generally where we're taking this, but this works anywhere. Um, you know, is, is that the case? Or sometimes is it is it the lack of that person's ability to really articulate the situation that they're in? Meaning, yeah. meaning, that's a great okay, they, point, Brian. They, they know. He, yes, I read the policy. This kind of seems like I'm feeling as if this is outside of this. Something doesn't feel right. I don't like this. But a lot of times what? I don't know how to take that policy that I just signed and then apply that in some novel situation because yeah, yeah. That, that that that's the whole key that's, that's the whole hard it's called great, yeah, yeah that's training and education exactly. right exactly but but we 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 do that we pass that off as like yeah we we get that we yeah, understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that so so meaning it, do you see that because I yes, love it's collection. easy to fall into peeled pressure. Yes, you can create a culture of fucking lawlessness. You told stories where you're in morning roll call and feds come in and and start arresting people the out guy there. sitting
0: next to you and take it's, the file cabinets. So,
1: so honestly, got it happened many
0: times. Yeah. So so, so let, let's do this. Let's talk about socialization and how this can work because I don't want everybody thinking that it's not going to get better because it's going to get better, but we have to have a standard for survival. Absolutely. So I remember as a little kid, my earliest memories traveling around with my old man and my old man would see somebody that was broken down and my old man would pull over and I would go, dad, what are we doing? I'm afraid. I don't know these people. I don't understand why you're pulling over to help them. And he would tell me, we're a member of the Good Sam Club. And it was a little cartoon figure with a halo, and it stood for Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan. That's and cool. that meant that when you see somebody that needed help, you pulled over and you helped them. And he told me, I have a duty as a member of this club. I have an obligation to help my fellow man, and I was like, "Oh my God!" My dad taught, my dad taught me most of my uh, uh <laughs> things that I relate now. At the end of his fist, right? Yeah, was uh, say, but this was one of the this times. This one of the times. Beat me. <laughs> Yeah, that he and I was like, "Wow, I really like this guy that you know, the pugilist that that the drunken man that beats me." But the idea, Brian, is that if that was part of the culture during the '60s, when other things were happening where anti-establishment and hippie and I'm fighting this, then we know that even during arduous times that, you know, common sense can prevail. So what did that mean to me? Well, that meant that there is a standard that's out there. And when you look at good Sam, uh, uh, the Good Samaritan, uh, uh, I want you to take a look at the other end of the spectrum. You and I were involved in something, and I, I have to non-attribute myself, folks, because I don't want to insult somebody, but we were involved in something that had to do with military academies at some level. And the idea was that when we were going through to, to uh, uh, conduct our assessment of what the seams and gaps yeah. are that they needed the training in, the idea is that we had people come up to us, hand over fist, and say, uh, "The biggest problem here is number one, honor code violations. Honor code violations, and number two, that the values had sunk so low that other people were failing to report blatant
1: honor code violations that occurred right in front of them, or they found the cheating on the honor code part of the test. Yes, which that was, was that not actually, not making that up." which was actually the the second punch. So we got hit
0: with the left and then got hit with the heat when they came and said, yeah, the, the number one thing they ch- cheated on, was the honor code and values test. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we've spun wildly out of control? Now, what that means is that sometimes we value the letter of the law. And sometimes we discuss that at on duty roll call. And sometimes we discuss it over dinner with our kids and we haven't been doing that in a while. And and that form of leadership in our society has waned. And therefore, if I don't get trained on it, dad taking a knee or mom taking a knee or whoever your significant caregiver is taking a knee and say, no, Timmy, Judy, whatever you want to associate with, this isn't how we handle that. And, and I'll, I'll bring up a temper tantrum, Brian. Temper tantrums are important to me. Temper tantrums are when any kid lets out a, a strong outburst of emotion because they're not uh, able yet uh, because of timing in their brain and, and and emotions and maturity to express themselves in a way that we deem, as the rest of society, socially acceptable. So if you see that kid do the temper tantrum, the first ring of defense is the parental unit or, or caregiver to say, no, Tommy, that doesn't go. But then the society around it going, oh my gosh, look at this kid and Billy, you better never act like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. Ripples start going out and those ripples are what create the societal impact that temper tantrums have. And that's why we don't have them as adults because we have to modify that behavior. But if we don't know leadership, somebody stepping in, there's a duty to intervene, isn't there? Right. I mean, I step into my kid and go, no, Billy straighten up right now and grab him by the collar. However, we do it without violence these days. Right. But the idea is if we don't have those steps Brian observe the tantrum say that this is not socially acceptable this is the no, right behavior it- then we haven't learned a thing yeah no that and, and
1: that's a good point actually it reminds a, a story when the insurgent was playing around with a bunch of kids at, at a playground one time years ago and one kid was just kind of like overreacting and screaming like bloody murder yep. i mean like screaming and like i had to walk in there and step in and i told her and i was i stopped them all from playing but obviously i was just talking to her i'm not gonna yell at someone else's kid, you know, especially yeah. right, right there you know what i mean but but I was i was like hey you see how that Kid is screaming like that that is absolutely unacceptable you cannot ever do that yep. the only reason i if i hear something like that it's because something has gone seriously wrong and someone's trying to hurt you because if i keep Which hearing is that, a societal trigger yes, for because, all of us yes and and, and you could tell the, all, like you could tell all the other parents like i was saying it loud enough for them to hear yep. it, then they kind of keyed in were like wow they didn't even think of that i was like yeah, exactly. Because if you keep screaming like that, I'm not going to notice it anymore, and that's going to be the time Turn that the kid, kids uh, are going to get snatched up. But, but it, it's it's those moments. Um, you know, there, there's, again, there's, there's so much into it yet. It, it, we, and we talk about values and we talk about what that means. They can mean um, different things to different people. Like you could have your own interpretation of events, but you can boil all of them down into some very basic tenets. And what the problem is we don't, we don't kind of include some of that in what we're doing uh, because we're so focused on just this little mini thing that we're, we're, we're focusing on. Well, this is how they use the force in this. And they're a, that, that went wrong, they shouldn't have done that. They're a bad person. Cause remember it's not their training, right? They're they're the the tra- the training department's not going to get fired. It's it's just that hey we that blew person. it. Right. You yeah, never can yeah, yeah, have yeah. them step up. But but what it, what it is is and and we just kind of go after that individual. Yes. And meanwhile that individual was like you could play the video back for them and some of the times they won't even recognize themselves doing that. Meaning yep they won't even know in the moment that they're out of line because you, you don't in those situations. Right. I've had to have my wife step in with stuff that I was doing where I was getting heated in situations where, yeah, I, the, the person was in the wrong clearly. Right. But, but I didn't need to get that upset over it. And I've had to have her go, Hey, like, babe, where, where, where are you going with this? Like the, that absolutely not, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. I'm getting kind of heated right now. I'm gonna go ahead and take a step back. And you yeah. know, having that in those moments, it it that that's when it's difficult. But if you don't practice and you know, kind of rehearse that or train for that, you're not going to. Because I have to, I've tell her even with conversations we have out. You know, she has to be like, hey. Hey, tone it down. Like they're not the the, the the those those jokes or comments are out of line in this situation because I don't understand the social cues of where I'm at. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so it's just oh, like you oh, still okay. don't. I, and and no, that, so, I don't. But, but that's hugely important. But but the
0: thing is, Brian. That you don't have a a teardrop uh, 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 tattoo face
1: uh, to get what I'm trying to say, and you didn't
0: just get released from prison and go, wow, I really screwed that up. You're learning, you know, it'll take 40 years, (laughs) but, but, you know, you're you're learning a little at a time. And this gets back to the core of the issue of the question that you originally asked me. The idea is if I was at on-duty roll call tomorrow with your agency, folks, the very first thing I would do is take a knee and tell everybody your peace cannot be breached. You're a law enforcement professional and a breach of peace and disorderly conduct and all those things that you see around you aren't personal attacks on you, even if the person makes it a personal attack on you. And your job is to be the uh, 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 moral conscience of the rest of the unit and world. And if you can't do that without emotion, without physically getting involved, are there times that you have to use force? Yes. What should that force be? It should be the force reasonable for the situation to affect the means of whatever it is that you're doing. Now, that may maybe to restore order for the rest of society, not that you uh, personally have been maligned. Okay, uh, uh, That doesn't mean that you can't defend yourself. That doesn't give a person the right to, to punch you and attack you and, and do other things. But these preliminary strikes that we're seeing, and that's, Brian, what we're seeing, is we're seeing a preliminary strike where anger – Raise, right. to the level of rage, in such fast time, gift of time, distance, folks, that a person lashes out and then goes, "Holy crap, what did I just do?" Right. So, so those things look. Anger uh, uh, issues don't get cured, but anger can get better. And anger serves a valid purpose because it sends signals, signals, electrochemical signals, I just put those words together uh, somehow in my brain, uh, to other people that, look, you're getting angry. Why would that be important? Because you're important to me as a a social thermometer, so I understand that either my behavior is out of control, your behavior is out of control, or whatever is going on right now isn't going to help the tribe. And we don't want to waste calories, right? on anything that's not survival oriented. So when somebody acts up in a bar and you get pissed and and your significant other says, no, just let it go. And you're getting angry and you want to step up and say something that's society, Brian, that's yeah. how it's supposed to work. You're yeah. supposed to say, Hey, listen, I'm not going to let that. Hey, tone it down. So, so stop dropping and, the F-bombs and, at church or whatever you, it is. You, you, you know, you're, 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 you're supposed you're, to
1: intervene. Well, no, that, and, and this is, this is a the the point of why these things occur and why you have to talk about them. It is a it is a sociological imperative for you to keep people in line. Meaning yes. me as a human being, I, I I'm wired that way so that we're all moving in the same direction for the purposes of survival. Because if you get too far out of line, you may get the whole tribe killed. Yep. Not, not not it's not not it's not like because you said you know, it's about me and I, I could get offended, yes. But it's not just about you. It's about everything, it's about what we represent as a society exactly. as a whole. So we sort of undermine. These situations by not, you know, uh, elevating them to this almost the seriousness, like, like we oversimplified. It's like, oh, well, they just said this. Don't take it personally. It's like, oh, OK you're, you're, you're glossing over, like, I don't know, right. uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of, or millions of years yep. of evolution, but, but just for yep. humans themselves, a few hundred thousand years of, of, of how we've been operating. Um, and, and so I, I think we, we, there are but, no
0: shortcuts to this. There's no shortcuts, we but, but we don't, exactly. we
1: don't take it as seriously as we take other things. Cause we don't realize the importance of it because it's something so, that's seemingly intuitive that we have on board, but we don't, if we don't articulate it clearly among yeah. a common set of values where we can all point point to the sign and say yes these are the things Greg you define it okay good Brian you define it okay yep. Bill you define it got it this is what it means and this is how we carry that forward this are the, these are the most important things it's like when we worked with the military it remember it, we, you know we we're doing insider threat program and then you know you had the one one a uh, uh, leader who was like yeah I'll tell you what my biggest what keeps me up at night it's it's sexual assault on this base it's like wait a minute right. we're in the middle of a combat zone and and, yep. and you're not even talking about what's going on out there what's worried and that's cuz an insider threat. That's the most important part. Well, how, how can that happen? How could that happen in an organization with literally codified values, ethics, morals, Every of, and, and it, that that it all rests upon? Because that's the foundational element for all of these different situations. It's what societally do we want? What does the law say? How did the laws get there? Yeah. Well, that's a collection yeah. of our values and beliefs over time, right? That have been codified. So so they're pretty important, right? And so, then so and let's then we'll, throw
0: this. You are on something that we need to define further. So there's two angles here, Brian. First angle is this: you have a mental Rolodex. For you guys that are and ladies that are listening that have no idea what I'm talking about, look it up. It's a great search. A oh, uh, Rolodex? Rolodex was a place that you kept <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, business cards and you phone numbers and, and yeah. had phone numbers and a, a contact information. In the old days when we had rotary phones and stuff, and so it's a big wheel that looks like a fan. And each one of the little uh, things was alphabetized. So you could go to A, B, C, D, E, obviously, and find Brian Marin under M or B, and then or A as Arcadia. And when you open it up, there was all this information. Well, your brain is very similar to that. Yeah. We store information in, in short-term and in long-term in different corticals of the brain, different areas of the brain so that some are sent triggered, then brought forward to you know, be visually triggered or some are visually triggered and then they bring together a number of file folders so your brain can choose between the four or five that are, and these happen in nanoseconds and they, they happen just as fast, you know, faster than you can actually think of them. And the idea is so that you don't drop on a white card. The idea is that you're always coming up with a potential solution to a newer novel external arousal that's close to something you've encountered because the problem is is if it's not close to what you've encountered you end up on that white card and everything is a gamble
1: right which is going to happen is going to happen happen. which which is fine when i'm here at work reading an email and i don't know the answer yep but uh, that's not fine in. But a in little the different in a
0: backyard, yeah. At night, so, when exactly a guy is a that, thing that might
1: be a cell phone or a that's, gun. That's the point. You know? There is no time to think, and you don't. So your brain's exactly. jamming the that's information why... in your head, and so, like you said, you come up blank, and it will. It, exactly. W- there's nothing there, you've got no response, or it'll fall to a, some primitive level. Right. Well, it'll fall to muscle memory. But so, so you know, we we can train for things where people right. call muscle memory, which apparently and now I guess people be like, well. I don't know. You're not supposed to use that term anymore. Like, well, your muscle doesn't actually have memory. And I'm like, wait a minute. You thought this whole time that when oh someone said God. muscle memory, that you, meant that add right. actual memory in your muscle. No, there's a that's a, that, that, that's a neurological so, pathway in your brain. just shows how stupid so anyway, training yeah, can yeah, be, yeah. Right? So people but get it. But, but, but so, what I'm saying is, is you yes. can build a response and build in repetition that way. But he, but he, you you have underlying muscle memory or hardwired. uh, But beneath that, that will overtake it if you don't have some pre-planned response. And you can't pre-plan every response to every situation. No, but you don't need to. to. What you do
0: is you have to have channels. You have to have lanes in your brain where your brain will go, this isn't exactly the same thing, but it's cognitively close enough. Hence, let's give a couple of examples. So Uh, uh, One example, uh, Chantel is a genius. He sent it to us. It'll be in the notes. Uh, Great article. Uh, uh, The number one thing that causes death in the airline industry is when aviation uh, uh, enthusiasts that fly all the time uh, get into a stall and then fail to correct the stall. So everybody that's out there that's listening that can't see me, I just want you to take your hand and hold your hand sort of flat with your palm down out in front of you. Now a stall occurs when your hand, now increase the angle at the front of your fingers so they're pointing towards the ceiling at like 35, 38 degrees. When you're going up, okay, all of a sudden you may have an engine stall. So the best way to correct a stall is to drop that nose, now point your fingers down towards the floor and that will uh, uh, increase your thrust, your lift, and you'll get your engine back on and you'll save yourself. The problem is, That without on-duty roll call training to remind you of this, hint, 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 what happens is to save yourself, intuitively you think, I want to pull back on the yoke. I don't want to fall below me. I don't want to fall. I'm going, I'm going down, Brian. And what happens is that's exactly the wrong thing to do. And now you're going to be in a flat spin or some other uh, uh, emergency and you're going to die. So to your point about the muscle memory fight, which we're not going to get into, but if you want to, we're ready. The (laughs) idea is that I've said it a thousand times uh, 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 in every training venue, you can't go out there and make something look like a gun and paint it a different color but put it in a holster on your gun belt and then say, hey, listen, this is the real gun. This is the taser. Because what you do, and I don't care who you are, come challenge me with this one. I'd, I'd love to have you on the show. The idea is that you've done your gun so many times that it becomes what you define as muscle memory. But then when you go to your less than lethal, which is also a type of gun, and there's another article that Brian put up there where the young female who is now traumatized beyond, you know, yeah. less traumatized yeah, yeah. than a guy she killed, of course. But the idea was that her training kicked in, Brian, and she reached for the thing in her brain that said taser, but that her hand had done a thousand times more. Yep. And she shot a guy. So you can't look if you're a leader, and you're a trainer, and you don't every single day come out of your office and talk to your employees. You're doing them a disservice. You have to model the behavior you expect to create the file folder for the desired outcome. That's leadership. Then you have to offer the training for that. Hey, one day you're going to be sitting there, and a guy in a wheelchair with a folding pocket knife is yeah. going to be slowly moving away, Tucson, from uh, 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 a uh, shoplifting. And you're going to come up on that empty file folder, but some part of your intuition is gonna say, I have to stop this guy somehow, and you're gonna pull a gun and you're gonna shoot him. And you're gonna say, well, it's justified because he could have done this or that. Kiss my ass, it's justified. The idea is that when we get afraid, we become little children. We go back to the tantrum. And what did I tell you about the tantrum? Is we weren't ex- able to express our, our behavior in a socially acceptable way because we were on a well, blank file folder. Nobody modeled the behavior that, that, they
1: expected from you. That, that's what it goes back to, right? In that in that situation is is that you know if I come up with nothing, okay, I've never seen this before, and I don't know how to yep. think my way through a situation. I, I, again, it, it, fear comes in uncertainty will lead to fear. And then fear causes us to make bad decisions and, you know, you exactly. can get angry, you can get, go turn into rage, but that, that yep. unknown right there of, of not being able to think through the situation, because I'm just relying on some sort of muscle memory or some response to yep. something that I, some conditioned response to every situation. Um, if I mean, yep. that, that's what you're relying on. That's how these things occur. That's how you get so wildly accurate. Exactly it. right. It's like, you're not thinking through, you're, you're literally not. Thinking at all, you're just responding. And if you hit that blank file folder, you hit come up with nothing, you get that Jeopardy theme, and then your brain goes, I don't like this, I don't like this one bit. And here comes the fist, here Here comes the boots. Now, so let's talk about that. One of the capers
0: that you've got on there is a female that's restrained that gets hit. One of the things that will be in the notes, uh, folks, is poor Huron Copper that strikes out at a person that's uh, being verbally uh, abusive and drunk, uh, uh, but hasn't put up his dukes or done anything that would uh, uh, show a reasonable person that he's about to fight. You right now have a mental file folder that anger goes to rage. You don't need that. Rage comes upon you. Rage is so uh, quick. Uh, 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 an emotion that has no purpose in present day society, but it was there as part of our survival instincts. And anger was a message. Anger's a form of communication. Okay. So what you have to understand is that rage... Is, is no, uh, r- rage controls the situation through a outburst of uncontrolled violence right now because my brain didn't have another solution available. So what happens is you don't need to have anger to get to rage and you have to watch the people around you because when it strikes, it'll lash out so quick, it'll su- surprise you. Now, if you're talking about the training for duty to intervene, I'd love to see the type of training for that that doesn't include uh, an emotional pin register of your folks that you're working with because you have to get used to your folks. Look, if they're angry, you can tell them, Hey, calm down, Joe. But, but when Josephine isn't angry and all of a sudden you see the situation starting to to go up, you need to take a knee or take a step back, give yourself the gift of time and distance and look at your team and go, look, uh, one of us is about to have an uncontrolled outburst of rage and choke this person or spray them or slap them or do something stupid. So we have to remember that our peace uh, cannot be breached, we'll be fine. We're going to get through this. Now, Brian, I am not saying about a person that's armed with a gun and not following commands and all that other stuff. I'm saying a drunk person is, I'll kick your ass, and the next thing we know, we punched them, they're down, and we're hobbling on, on the ground, and we don't understand how we got there. And then all the cops that are standing around that couldn't believe that it just occurred, we're going, hey, let's charge every one of those for, for failing yeah. to intervene. It, you can't get there from here. You have to train it. It's got to be a part of your culture, and it's got to come. Your boss has to step in every day. You're going. Hey, I'm chief of police. You you uh, assume I'm going to show up on midnights and talk to the team. If you don't, you're never going to be able to control the, the those things that are going to occur without your view and your leadership.
1: Yeah, and and uh, and again, you know, these are. These are kind of, sort of, these are obvious examples, right? When yeah. you see it, of of where something could have, you know, but where or, or something should have been done prior to that, but or or someone should have stepped in or should have said something, and and there's you know there's there's plenty of those examples, but you know it gets more complicated when it's something smaller, it's our friend, it's someone we work yeah. with, you know, it's something simple, as, you know, they're you're you're filling up the rental car that's paid for by the company you work for, and the gas card that they give you and then you're putting some some drinks and some food on that card too with it and it's yep. like well okay well did they say that was okay it's like if not then you, you you can't do that and it's like that person's the same you know it's like oh well what's yeah. the deal you know it's a couple bucks that you know hey they're they're not gonna even notice because it's all going to the same charge it's like yeah but you if, if, if you're willing to treat someone else's what money else or property what else are you willing to do i, I and, absolutely and, agree. and and that's we don't think of it that way in those moments. We go, well, that's, that's a different standard. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's the same standard. You know, know, whether, whether you're, you know, uh, uh, you're just, you know, grifting off some of the old folks in your neighborhood, taking their money or you're Bernie Madoff taking billions of dollars from people, it's fraud. I mean, the dollar amount doesn't matter in the sense that you're uh, what you did, but we don't look at it that we judge them all differently. And, and, and if you, because we don't want to put ourselves in something well maybe i shouldn't have done this or maybe maybe i i took too much here maybe i didn't do that and I, I, that, that's the thing it's like those are the little things that do matter that's what our, builds exactly. in these cases exactly and that's
0: that's how you build a culture so yeah. so our forefathers and and folks don't bang me with father and mother and all this other stuff i get it all but uh, you know just to to make sure that it's an efficient form of speech our forefathers sat down and said what are the values that are important to us that we want to protect? This is what you, as the owner of your business, have to do to your personnel. So they said, Well, uh, we have to have a fourth amendment. And everybody goes, We already got three. Geez, how many are there going to be? <laughs> yeah. Right. And and they sat down and they said, Hey, we have to define reasonableness. And they said, Why? Well, because all of our decisions are predicated on what a reasonable person would do in the same situation. So, Brian, I would go to my company and I would say, Hey folks, This is your gas credit card. Uh, Do you understand that you can't buy chips or Coke or any of those other things? Because everybody in the company goes, yeah, well, well, we understand that. Yeah, well, you know what? Tammy didn't. And Tammy's no longer with us because she did those things. Oh, okay, so... Tammy's behavior was unreasonable given the circumstances. We're right back to our ROE our, our comment. Right. So what's the fourth say? The fourth says that, hey, we're going to protect you from any unreasonable search or seizure by the government. That's a hugely important standard, Brian. So it's a guarantee against all searches and seizures that are unreasonable. There's our standard again. So now we've created a, a standard, and you go, okay, well, then why do, why do cops— you know, get a buy. Well, because they put in there that, look, you have to be able to have a limited intrusion because you think that that person is up to no good. So they say, look, here's the thing. It's okay to have a limited intrusion as long as it's reasonable. So a copper can affect a traffic stop or go up and contact you on the street. And the second part of the standard is, look, uh, public safety takes precedence because we want our uh, society, our tribe to, to flourish. So we're going to allow certain things, uh, warrant search, a warrant arrest, or an unwarranted search or an arrest and very extreme circumstances. So the idea of, of a duty to intervene is incumbent upon the Fourth Amendment. So you're exercising excessive force whenever you don't stop a copper from slapping the person that you stopped because they felt their peace was breached or they were insulted. But, Brian, without the leadership component telling you that and reminding you of that and having it as a part of your training, it's going to get lost in the sauce. Because of familiarity. Familiarity breeds consent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And And familiarity also makes things seem okay for Bill Uh, and 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 Joan to do,
1: but not okay for you and I. And that's not it's wrong. It's got to be reasonable for everybody. Change blindness, adaptation takes over, and you don't notice it at all. And no, but but you bring up a really, really good point there. Um, because because we you know we, we go into these seemingly gray areas where people are like, well, it kind of depends on the context and this it's like okay, but but you know, and how you were raised and what your values are and or it might be different. No. So what you did right there is perfect, and and yep. is, is especially if it's a law enforcement example, tie it right back to the Fourth Amendment because that's codified. There's case law to support it. There's 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 left and right lateral limits that have gone that the Supreme Court has come out with different cases saying yes this applies, no it doesn't here, yes it does here over and over again, right Through, throughout history. So you have you you have everything there to already rely on. If you tie it back to the law, it actually the, and this kind of gets back to the point that I was talking about earlier when I when I kind of posed the question to you is is that sometimes people get in these situations so they don't know how to articulate what they saw that was wrong or, or, right. or, and, and literally, if I don't know the words to describe how my supervisor, you know, stepped over the line, because like you said, maybe that supervisor didn't even really realize at that point where they were at. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they didn't yeah, even realize they had gone in that time. Can you can everyone fall into that? Of, of course, especially if you've never been called on it before in the past or never seen what right looks, right looks like or been told how to articulate this stuff. So using a simple Fourth Amendment example, right, of yep. saying, well, well, hang on here we're actually going outside the purview of what we're allowed to do in this given situation makes yep. it clear. So it's not a value judgment, right? Because, because if I, if I try to, you know, you're going to get offended if I say, well, that doesn't align with my values and how you, and you're going to go, wait, you're saying like my dad didn't teach me, teach me, he taught me how to do this and he showed me this. And I went to this place that, you know, it becomes almost this, uh, we get a lot of ego involved it becomes like a, 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 but, but if I, if I have some other way to just describe it, it, it exactly. makes it clear. It makes it much more clear. And, and and then it becomes in the eyes of the law, which is e- even more so, applicable.
0: So, so if you were going to conduct training at on-duty roll call, and it only takes a couple of minutes, you yep. say, look, you're going to be out there and you're going to see somebody suspicious. And that person is going to heighten uh, your awareness of them based on the baseline for their emotions and their activities and their behavior, and you're going to want to stop them. Now, remember you have the right to to make a reasonably uh, 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 a reasonable inquiry and confirm or dispel those suspicions that you have. And that's under Minnesota versus Dickerson. So we're going to bring up the 93 case law and we're going to talk about it for two minutes or uh, the one that most people are familiar with, more familiar, Terry versus Ohio. Oh, uh, Terry, yeah. stop. Yeah. and You get what I'm saying. Yeah, now, yeah. Okay, so what we just did is in four minutes before roll call, we gave a couple examples. We can even act it out with uh, Joan and Bill who are going to get up and say, hey, sir, I need to speak with you for a minute. I'm so-and-so. Okay, we can do that. Now, I'll tell you another one I would do uh new jersey versus tlo okay uh, so look schools uh, your kid when they go to school virtually has no protection under yeah. the fourth amendment right because schools don't need a warrant okay yeah. all they need is a reasonable it's, standard it's got to be reasonable under the circumstances of that search at that time and guess what tlo says we don't have to do that new jersey versus tlo folks uh says that we don't have to do that you don't have the protection just like because a vehicle a motor vehicle is inherently uh, mobile and therefore you've got a lot less protections look if we did this in civics class in school and taught the kids the meaning of what they have and what they can protect, they wouldn't resist it when they were on the ground or run or flee. And if we taught cops that it on-duty roll call and reinforced it every day, Brian, so what we're saying is leadership in schools teaching our next generation, parents at home teaching our next generation, on-duty roll call, those are all chances I, for leadership a- and training in limited circumstances to give you A a model for your behavior. And all I'm saying is that's a file folder that becomes one of those files on your Rolodex.
1: And I think those discussions and everything you brought up is actually, it's, it's more, I, those are more important than uh, a policy and procedure. And what I mean by that, because one policy and procedure changes. Those things don't change. Meaning the, the the law is what it's been since they got to the Fourth Amendment. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it, you it, it, I mean, you can use that as a framework going forward because you can rely on that no matter the circumstances. A policy or procedure is going to change. Tactics, techniques and procedures, as I always see people talking about this and we're yep. gonna create new tactics for this. And it's like, okay, and then next month, you're gonna do something else. And then next year, it's gonna be something different. And then five years from now, you're gonna look back at this and say, that was stupid. Like you, you, you look back at, at tactics 10, 20 years ago and say, God, those are dumb. I can't believe we did this. But you think you're doing things right now? All right, got it. Like, yep. what do you think yep. they thought at that time too? So maybe, maybe less emphasis Pl- on Plato, that. Plato, yeah, Plato
0: said you had a duty to intervene. Yeah, do you see what well, I'm the, trying to the, say. The, Nietzsche did. So the, it, and, it's been and around. The, the
1: other, the other uh, uh, part of this too is is um, whether it, yeah, yeah, sure. Whether it's a police agency or any organization or company. Um, this allow, you can control this, this is behavior. And these are things that you can control, Absolutely. right? There's, there's shit that's going to happen out there that is outside of your span of control. There's going to be things that are played out in the media or social changes or things people say, great, let them do it. Right. But these are things you can control because I always say any group, like we talk about, you know, groups and how to become successful. We talk about leadership and culture and all this, but we, we define a little bit more in terms of human performance and behavior yep. and, and how that fits in overall, but you know, it, it organizations that police their own really well they do really well right yes. when they hold everyone to that standard they those are the organizations that they don't come into these conflicts they don't have exactly. those, and when they do right if they do right it becomes clear that that's not part of their culture and it's more understood by the public that person general. sticks
0: out like a sore thumb amongst yeah. their peers and their peers will turn on them and say, that's not acceptable. I agree with you. And and that that's, we should endeavor to get back to a society where, listen, I understand your opinion counts, but the whole reason we formed a democracy is that other people are going to champion that as well. So you can't say, well, I disagree with the law. Well, of course you, you can you, say, but the idea <laughs> is that what keeps us all paddling in the right direction is the fact that you will understand that some things are meant for all of us. And you have to do that, Brian. You have to, you have to have the, the, the temerity. You have to have the leadership ability to go into your folks and go, Hey, today's another day. I know it's a rough day. Yeah. I, I'll give you an example of that. The, the right now, the, uh, the Trump and the 37 counts and this and that it, it's got a lot of people thinking, look, Today I got up, I had a cup of coffee, the sun was up, things are generally going to be okay. It's not unbridled hedonism. This is not the apocalypse. We still have yeah. time to rein things in, folks. Stop thinking everything well, you brought, at the you, end of the you, world,
1: you, right? You, you brought up, up Plato, and if, yeah. you know... I people go back and read what plato was saying about about his society and his culture then and it's going to look exactly what you see play out Precisely. today on the news on social media that people are saying the same exact argument, same things
0: so, same arguments same argument against the government so same argument against I, the I, leaders. I
1: don't i don't know if it, right. you know how how correct those things are because they didn't play out for him right you know i mean it, it, what generation it. hasn't said the next generation is the is, is the softest weakest dumbest right exactly like, Well, everybody says, yeah, right. Well, and they're not going to take responsibility, even though they're the ones that raised that generation. But, you know, (laughs) oh, yeah, it's not my fault that my kids kids are punk. Like, oh, yeah, it is actually. But but uh, but but to to go back to that, you know, having those discussions about that and how that plays out super simple to do. I mean, that's that's the whole point of these is those are those are uh, because you create sort of those thinking points. So you don't end up on that blank right file folder that that that's all we care
0: about in this podcast is that you understand that when it spins it's going to come up and if it comes up with words and photos and ideas and all that stuff you'll generally be fine because that means that that you've had the training or an experience that's close by if you come up on the white one then it's dealer's choice you never know what's going to happen and we can't afford that if we're in certain roles, I, I can't afford that. If the doctor is making a call on what drug or medicine to give me, or what sort of intervention to give me at the emergency room, so why would I expect a difference between a copper intervening, uh, uh, you know, after a traffic stop? You get it? I mean, it's that simple. Well, folks. it really is.
1: And I like, you know, I I like learning the, the sort of the, the the values and and the written code that any organization has, right? Whatever it is, yep. whether it's say this is our duty to intervene policy, this is our values, this is whatever it is. I love learning and reading everything that they're, they're, they're doing and saying, because that way, you know, when someone, come, they come down with something that, an organization will come down with something that counters what their own values are. And then you go, but wait a minute, right here, you said this. Yes. How, tell me how this fits in right and you're keeping people in line you're keeping people in check right you, you you're can just holding say wait a them minute accountable, accountable. yeah exactly. you're saying wait, wait a minute you said this but now you're doing that explain to me the, di- the explain to me the difference so what, what's the
0: difference between
1: your line of reasoning
0: right now and a duty to intervene there is none Brian yeah. you're holding yeah. yourself and
1: your fellows accountable huh? well that's that's you know again it 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 it's not it's Seems more difficult than it is because it is more complex than people give it credit for, right? right? That it's not easy to do it, but it is if you know how to articulate it, right? Meaning, if it could, because then it becomes clear. If I have words to describe yes. the situation, well, now it's clear. I can see they're exactly violating right. this policy. This is how they're violating it. I should. I, I now have to intervene and do something, right? Now, again, depending on the situation, maybe, maybe you you couldn't affect the outcome. But if you if you stepped in and did something, one you did the right thing, so you're, you're you're you should you should be fine, right? Exactly. But 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 also you, again, you made the point. You tried to hold people to the standard. They didn't want to do it. They couldn't get along for whatever reason. That okay, got it. But now you know where you fit in, in an organization. Maybe and it's where time you to, need go to fix it. Else or exactly. where it's broken or exactly. where to go you know what i mean that that's the whole point is that I agree. Long, it, it, and and we get into that a lot with a lot of the stuff we talk about it's a lot about articulation and 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 understanding that's part of sense making don't jump to the problem solving yet you got to start with the sense making right Amen. what is it what is it that i'm actually seeing here so um i know we kind of we 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 got into a lot And 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 the, again when you're talking about how, you know how to set up different Training like this, or the values of an organization, or what duty to intervene uh, means, it it can get a little complicated. Um, and and a lot of what I what I've seen out there, people talking about it, it's just too general to give you any sort of value. Remember yes. that taking into account all aspects of the, it's like what the fuck does every that situation
0: mean? <laughs> may be different. Yeah, so exactly. it's up to you. To decide how different like, it
1: is. Thanks. How did well, this 45-minute click-through video that I just did help yeah. me in any way? It didn't, and someone yeah. got paid a lot of money to make a that. A lot but, of money. Oh, well. Um, but these, these again, it, it takes back to what you said about the roll call training. and It, it doesn't matter what it is. Five minutes in the morning is yep. all you need to flip that switch on and get people thinking in the right direction. So, Amen. Um, anything else to add other than if anyone's going to be in the topeka kansas area in august beginning of august we have a course going on so you can we got a webinar coming that. up buddy oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're webinar this coming up is going to release next monday so so a week from this being released we have the the webinar as well so if you're not signed up actually at the arcadia cognorati website you should do that because you can get a free webinar uh we already had some people reach out and ask like hey man i <laughs> i saw the webinar um how much does it cost? I'm like it's it's free. Go ahead and sign up. They're like, oh, sweet, I'm right on it. But uh, but it, it, we we are doing one and it specifically relates around um cognitive performance, right? And and, mm-hmm. uh, and training and how we look at it and how we define it and the limitations and capabilities of eye and brain, that kind of fun stuff. So check that out and then uh yeah, go to the Arcadia website, reach out to us, left at gmail.com. We have a Patreon site as well, and we've got more coming. So stay tuned. Um, we appreciate everyone for listening. Please, please share this with your friends. And any, any, any last final final words, Greg? I'll throw to you. Yeah, man. I,
0: I think uh, reasonableness—that's my word of the day. Reasonable. Make sure your behavior is reasonable.
1: Yeah. Oh well, yeah. It, again, according to the values. He's of not the a reasonable <laughs> person. Exactly. <laughs> What's reasonable for me, Greg, is... is No, no, that's what I'm saying. You're
0: unreasonable. Not
1: your reasonableness standard. A reasonable person. Don't don't use yourself. Exactly. Go back to the Fourth Amendment. Read it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, We really appreciate it. And don't forget that training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. But if you'd like even more content, you can head over to our Patreon page. The link can be found in the episode details. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and please tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for your support.